0: And then sometimes I even walked into the restaurants and they said, oh, you're that girl from YouTube. Here, have a free meal. And I even have local businesses asking me to go eat food at the restaurant and add them to to the list, right? So YouTube sort of became more of like a community thing. Uh, And I also love food. So it's literally a win-win for for everyone. (laughs) Kidding. Oh, that's amazing.
1: I'm gonna make a list of businesses I want free stuff from. I'm gonna start doing review videos. YouTube videos.
2: Welcome to another episode of Level Up. I'm Katie. I'm here with Daniel. And today we have a very special guest. That is Jaden Kennedy. Jaden is a real estate broker who was born and raised in Durham region. She has spent most of her life engaged with the community through leadership, volunteerism, and sport while attending the University of San Diego in California. Pretty cool on a volleyball scholarship, even cooler. My daughter would love that. Um, Jaden became interested in real estate and obtained her license when she returned from playing professional volleyball overseas. Jaden is extremely passionate about bridging the gap between financial literacy and real estate acquisition so that people, especially those with marginalized, with marginalized communities can build generational wealth through real estate. Um, Her ultimate goals are to both empower and inspire those around her and normalize financial conversations at the dinner table. Oh my God. I love that. Welcome (laughs) Jaden.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. And like I mentioned before the podcast, just want to give you guys a shout out because you are doing wonders for new realtors, really providing value that we might not necessarily get um, in the course. So I appreciate you guys for that.
2: No problem. Happy that it's helping
1: it's it's you're like you're like a quintuple threat like volleyball (laughs) and financial literacy like who marries volleyball like professional sports financial literacy people don't think about that stuff but I am super impressed to dive deeper into maybe not just the real estate stuff because I it sounds like you've had quite the journey that's pretty awesome to get where you are right now but what what I mean, why why don't you tell us a bit about when you started in real estate, how that all came about, your decision to get into it?
0: A hundred percent. So because, you know, I was lucky enough to get a scholarship, uh, a lot of people that went to my school were very affluent. And I was having conversations with people at the school asking, you know, how is it that you guys build so much wealth? And the majority of the people said through real estate. Now within uh, certain communities, we don't necessarily see real estate as a means to build wealth. We have more of a renter as opposed to an owner mindset. So after, you know, being at school, I started, you know, came home, had conversations with people within different communities, asking what their beliefs were when it comes to real estate. And I realized that there's a really big uh, knowledge gap specifically when it comes to how people perceive real estate. So I played volleyball professionally over, Came back, started uh, working at a car rental company. Felt like I wasn't really fulfilling my purpose, not really changing life. So I'm just giving people a car, you know, temporarily. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what? I've really been passionate about real estate and educating people in the community. So I decided to get my real estate license. Um, of course, you know, the money that comes with it. I didn't realize how well one could do um, through, you know, real estate. It was more from a community perspective and really just educating those um, around me. And especially those people who don't have someone within their households to have these conversations with.
2: Hmm. That's amazing. And you're right. Like, I think we take for granted all the knowledge that we have as realtors that we build up over the years. And we don't realize, especially first time homebuyers getting into the market, how, how how, how much lack of knowledge they do have. And it's not their fault by any stretch. So the fact that you're bridging the gap with that is, is, is tremendous. And I see it. Um, if you guys follow her on Instagram, um, she's got so many great videos, um, specifically around that financial literacy part. Um, and so definitely check her out because you speak with such, um, ha- like, have you always spoken with such authority or did it take you some time to get used <laughs> to the video? Because like, you're amazing on video. It just, you come across Thank super you. confident so let's maybe talk about like the video side of things like is that where you started or did it kind of take mm-hmm. you some time to build up to that
0: mm-hmm. so it'll go Daniel back to sports um mm-hmm. because I played at a, a reasonable level i I got interviewed quite a bit right so I'm used to sort of being in front of the camera answering questions on the flight, et cetera. But I think that I became more confident. At the beginning, I wasn't as confident as I am now, but that's just because the more knowledge that you sort of yeah. understand or you receive, right? The better that you're gonna be able to present yourself. So at the beginning, I was literally listening to your guys' podcasts and going on Google and searching like common realtor questions. And that's just how I started. But I knew mm. that there was opportunity for video because a lot of the realtors who are established, they're established, but they're not necessarily big on social media. And because I was new to the industry, I was like, how can I sort of establish authority without being in the industry for a long time? And I was Mm -hmm. like, let me do that. Through video, And not only did that enable me to sort of, I guess, sharpen my ability to communicate, it also forced me to actually understand the information that I'm sharing, right? So for me, it was really beneficial to get on video because number one, reaches a lot of people, but number two, it really forced me to get a good understanding of the content because it's one thing to put the content out, but it's another to be able to answer the questions when people engage with you, right?
2: hundred percent. That is why I do a lot of video myself. It's just that learning aspect, because like, if I just would read it, it I wouldn't retain it as well as yes. if I'm trying to teach somebody else. So it's, it serves a dual purpose when you're doing those videos. So I totally agree. Yeah.
1: It keeps you accountable to the knowledge mm-hmm. that you've got. It keeps you learning in real time because ultimately you're staying ahead of the people who are watching you, right? They're coming to you for the next nugget of information And do you feel, I mean, watching you do it, you love doing it. Like it shows that you're not, you're not feeling like, oh, I've got to do it's Tuesday. I've got to record a video today. Like you're doing it because you've got something new to say and people want to hear it. Do you feel that you're driven by your own interest in the subject matter or by the fact that now you've got an audience base who is almost keeping you accountable to keep dropping knowledge on them?
0: 100% that's a great question. I'd say it's a little bit of both. Um, Number one, my, um, my followers now it's like I usually post I used to post two videos a week, I found that it was just it was too exhausting. I couldn't Mm. come up with new ideas. So I said, okay, let me pivot. Let me still, you know, post consistently via my story. So I almost always have a story. So I'm staying top of mind. Um, But I do post about a reel a week. And sometimes when I don't post, my followers are like, Jaden, I'm waiting for your Mm -hmm. weekly post. Like what's going on? And of course it takes time to sort of build that. But once you get the ball rolling, uh, it really just sort of, creates this ecosystem that sort of forces you to stay consistent. Um, The other half is I just love sort of recording videos, providing value, uh, and I'm also quite competitive. So I set goals for myself on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis. And it's like, I want a certain amount of people to engage with my content. I Mm. want a certain amount of followers. I want a certain amount of shares and saves, and I need to stay on top of my content or I'm not gonna hit those goals. Mm. So it's a little bit of, of everything.
2: No, that's awesome. What type of engagement are you getting now with your videos?
0: I'm getting some really good engagement. So I posted yesterday on my Instagram story. Uh, in the past 30 days, I've had 200,000 people see my content. And there's not a lot of um, avenues where you can you could now go to get that type of engagement. So no. I'm very lucky in the sense that um, I'm getting a lot of engagement. I would say every week I track my stuff, I'm gaining about 400 followers a week. Now, I, I don't really care about followers. If I'm being honest, people can go buy followers. I care about the actual engagement on the video. So I would say each video probably has, let's say on average, like 30, 40,000 views, three to 400 shares, three to 400 saves. So for me, that's, it's amazing. And then it's like, sometimes I'll be in a grocery store and someone will be like, you're that realtor from Instagram. And I'll be like, (laughs) "Yes." shared your video with someone else so it's just really cool to see that the videos that I'm putting out for me I'm just sitting in a room maybe recording but like it's actually hitting people and then to see it in public is is amazing, and sometimes I was at an event um, this past weekend, and they were telling me how they were actually going to lease a vehicle prior to purchasing their house. And they said, "Hey, I watched your reel, and I realized that mm. my purchasing power is going to go down significantly if I had leased a vehicle. So I actually waited to buy my house, and then I got my vehicle. So thank you for that. And those mm. things to me, like." Priceless, regardless of if you use me or not. Like my goal is just to, you know, there's a lot of crooked realtors in the game. Like, I just want people to be confident and happy with their transactions. So yeah.
1: Cool is that, huh? Like Mm -hmm. we I think all of us take for granted the eyeballs who are taking our content and we never even knew. Like we you don't because you don't interact necessarily day to day with everybody who's consuming what you're putting out there. And you've been changing lives, I'm sure, dozens and hundreds of people. And you don't even know until you bump into them in the supermarket one day, right? And they yes. tell you like, um, so that's awesome. Like from an engagement perspective, I mean, you talked about shares and saves and likes, and I agree with you on the followers. I mean, it's awesome to have, but yeah. I mean, it's it's the actual engagement. Do you get into a lot of, of, I say conversation, I mean, it's virtual, but in terms of back and forth people that you meet and maybe start a discourse with through that as well, with that sort of engagement?
0: A hundred percent. And I think when I first started, I was like, I want to DM every new person that follows me, you know, and I was doing that. (laughs) And then, you know, as your followers start to grow a bit faster, you realize it's not feasible. So I'm probably having, not that I start probably about 50 DM conversations a day with people. So it's sort of becoming a full-time job. And my goal is I started the year with, I think, maybe five fish thousand followers. And now I'm at maybe 19. So it's like, I don't know how big it's gonna get which is really exciting but I have to get better with creating um systems but I also just want to mention I do like educating but at the same time uh I've had my license for two and a half years now my first year I think I did maybe like 15,000 from Instagram Uh, my second and third year like I've easily passed 100,000 strictly from Instagram Mm -hmm. business so Mm -hmm. the ROI is there also
2: for sure. And are these people mainly following you? Like, are they in a specific neighborhood? Is it GTA wide? Like, where do you find most of your people are coming from?
0: Yeah. So with Instagram, I think what changed the the game for me was that you can boost your reels now. Right. So mm-hmm. last year I spent, I'll just be honest with you guys. I spent a hundred dollars a month on boosting my content and okay. I realized the reach that I was getting. So I said this year, you know what, let me just go all in. Uh, yeah. So now I spend a thousand dollars a month on promoting my ads. So people will see me when they're scrolling on their timelines. But the thing is, yeah. you're not going to get the followers if the quality of the content isn't yeah. there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I pay for the the real boost and I feel like that's where I get the most engagement from. I feel like I forgot the actual question though. What was the, the question do you guys remember?
2: <laughs> no, uh, just in terms of where your audience is coming from, do you, oh, is yes. it all over? Yeah. I was about to forget yeah. as well. I'm like, God, I hope I remember. <laughs>
0: Yes, no. So it's um the issue, that's what I'm saying. With boosting, you cannot choose where you want to boost because of discriminatory laws, right? Mm-hmm. So all I can choose is housing, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. housing, that seems so broad, uh, but 98% of my consumers are in Canada, and about mm-hmm. 75% of them are within the greater Toronto area. Okay. Um, And once again, it's it reaffirms when I'm out in public. I was at the airport someone recognized me at the airport it's like oh all God, of these random amazing. places it's awesome but it's like I, I feel like Instagram's doing a better job of targeting people than i would if i had <laughs> the ability to sort of choose who i'm targeting right so yeah on that yeah. front yeah
1: wild i mean i don't know if this is the case but you might be having more people recognize you as a realtor than they did as a professional athlete
0: uh, which is oh. which is unusual <laughs> A hundred, a hundred percent, but it's awesome because once again, it's like, it's given me the confidence because as a newer realtor, it's like, I have a lot of people it's oversaturated. What, like 70,000 realtors in the GTA or something crazy like that. It's like, what is going to differentiate you from someone else? And I'm just going to be honest. A lot of my clients, they look like me. And there's a few realtors who also look like me who sort of dominate that sector. Right. So it's like, mm. how do I, uh, differentiate myself when they've been in the industry 15, 20, 30, 40 years, right? So I want to get on camera and I want to show that I know what I'm talking about. And I want to attract business as opposed to chasing it because the mm-hmm. majority of the business that I do now, it's people coming to me. But I would say the biggest obstacle that I face right now is the majority of my clients are millennials and majority of millennials are on social media. Now mm-hmm. they'll come to me say, Hey, I want to work with you. Then they say, Hey, I want to introduce you to my parents. All of a sudden the parents, you found this girl on the internet. You've Mm. never met her. She's so young. You should use the realtor that we've been using for the past 15, 20, whatever years. Right? Mm. So my whole thing is social media. I like to be authentic myself, but I also see it as a resume, right? Is this every time I post, is this a post that I would want my potential client's parents to watch? Mm. If it's a yes, then I'm going to post that. If not, maybe I'll hold back because at the end of the day, social media, is essentially my resume. People don't go to my website when I'm looking at my analytics. People are going to my Google profile and they're going to my Instagram. Hmm. That's smart. So
1: so the meat of your social media is Instagram, but you've also got activity. You're on YouTube, you're on TikTok. Yes. Do, Do you repurpose stuff or do you have a different system for how you're scheduling or the types of content that go in? Just because the form, as you know, I mean... Timing and format and and who's going there might be different from one platform to another.
0: Yes. Okay. So I'm convinced that TikTok hates me. So I literally just take my Instagram videos, post it on TikTok, yeah. whatever sticks sort of sticks. Right. And I find there's just a lot more trolls on there. It might just be totally. the age group that is sort of caters to, but yeah, I just don't have the energy to be dealing with those people. So I'll post yeah. there. Uh, YouTube, I did used to take YouTube super seriously. The only issue is I felt like I'm a very analytical person and if I'm gonna be posting a long you know, form video, I need mm. to really do my research. And I just found that it was taking way too much time. Uh, mm. But on the YouTube front and sort of tying into community, I used to on Instagram show like, oh, this is an amazing piece of food. You should check out this restaurant. And people were asking me, hey, you always go to amazing restaurants. What are your favorite restaurants? So I started doing series. I, you know, uh, transact predominantly in the Durham region. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. let me do favorite restaurants, Oshawa, favorite restaurants, Whitby, favorite restaurants, Pickering, whatever. Next thing you know, some of these videos, I mean, are blowing up in the YouTube. It was only a few thousand views. But the thing was, I posted those to my Instagram, tagged all of those restaurants in the video. The restaurants Mm. then watch the video, they then share that video with their following. So then I'm getting all the advertising from those restaurants. And then sometimes I even walked into the restaurants and they said, oh, you're that girl from YouTube. Here, have a free meal. And I even have local businesses asking me to go eat food at the restaurant and add them to to the list, right? So YouTube sort of became more of like a community thing. Mm. Uh, And I also love food. So it's literally a win-win for for (laughs) everyone. (laughs) Kidding. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going
1: to make a list of businesses I want free stuff from. I'm going to start doing review videos. <laughs> YouTube videos. Make a mental note. Okay.
2: Right? You never know. Oh, my gosh. So thinking back to when you first started, what, what, so in your, do you remember the first reach out that somebody like somebody reached out to you to like do, but do you remember that first one? Yeah. And how long did it take? So what was it and how long did it take you to get to that point?
0: It was probably because once again, I didn't realize I could get business from posting these videos. Right. Right, So it was probably about six months in and they were like, Hey, um, my friends and I are thinking of buying a house. Uh, I had people reach out before, but this is the first one that like actually stuck. Right. And she's like, we're in the process of getting pre-approved. Once we get pre-approved, we'll reach back out to you. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, no problem. Uh, next thing, you know, it's a group of, uh, four female family members sort of getting together, pulling their money to purchase a property. Uh, mm. So we did that, which was great. They wanted to do like this closing day music video. You can go on my YouTube. We did it. We got like a videographer. We all got our hair and makeup done, made it like a whole shebang. It was great. Um, oh, and God. and from that, the thing is, I capture people from social media, but my goal is to you know, meet them in person and then mm. build that referral network. Because at the end of the day, We don't, I mean, I hope Instagram lasts for eternity, but realistically, Mm. we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, So Mm. I always try to build, you know, relationships with my people so that we can then work off of referrals, which are in person. So from the one person who, you know, reached out to me, her best friend reached out to me, and then her other best friend reached out to me, and then that girl's best friend reached. So from that, I got like five or six transactions from just the Instagram and they're all in Durham, right? But it's that one person who sort of reached out to me and then it's sort of branched out into this beautiful, whatever ecosystem that's occurring. And for me being in the business, like two and a half years, I'm just now starting to see some referrals. And for any Mm. realtors who are listening, referrals are gold. Treat your existing clients and past clients like the golds they are, because they are going to be your biggest advocates and they are going to speak your name when you are not in certain rooms. So Mm. make sure you take care of your existing and previous clients, I've, I don't want to say scooped up a couple clients, but I have had people who transacted with other realtors in the past. The realtors didn't keep up with them. One of their friends transacted with me. Next thing you know, I became their realtor and then they referred their friends to me. So it's very important to keep up with your database. And that's something that I sort of need to do better with, but that's a key <laughs> takeaway for you guys.
2: <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it, it's so important, especially for referrals that you know, people who meet you and do business with you, they're meeting the person they saw in your videos. They're not meeting a different Jaden, like, oh shit, that's not, you're not the same as her. And then subsequent, when they refer you, they're confident their friend is going to meet the same Jaden. And your content you know, as much as you're, and we can talk about how you've developed, I guess, from your first video to now, and, and oh all god, that. no. <laughs> it, well, it's it's the best. We we look at our first episode, like this is I don't even know what is this, almost two hundred episodes now, and mm-hmm. our first ones. We used to wear, I wore a suit to do our podcast, like a like an
0: idiot. I don't
1: even think we were doing them on video. Maybe we were doing them on video, but like you learn, and 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 you can look back with kind of a, a, a chuckle, but the reality is you've always been the same person, whether or not the quality of the video has gotten better over time, all this evergreen content of yours, you've been saying is, you know, it's useful, it's real, it's consistent. How important has that been to building relationships and making new ones when you, when you talk to people for the first time?
0: Oh my gosh. It's, it's very important. And that's one thing, like I see some realtors on social media and then I meet them in person and it's just such a letdown because the person that I saw on social media isn't what I see in person. And that Mm. could create a little bit of distrust too, right? So you want to ensure that whoever you present yourself, of course, yourself on social media is who you're going to be in person. And for people who are, you know, on the fence about producing video content and are maybe worried about what people think about you. I've learned that, there's some people who are meant to transact with you and there's some people who aren't. And I'm lucky enough to be in the position now where i honestly become friends with like all of my clients it's like we went to a (laughs) boxing match i go to like the barbecues because everyone who i attract is very similar to me so when i meet them in person it's like they don't want to shake my hand they want to hug me because it feels like they know me because they interact with my social media they see sort of what i do so i would say that it's very important uh be authentic and not everyone is gonna you know resonate with you and not you're not gonna resonate with everyone but that is okay because I find that when I take on business where I'm sort of eh, about the client, that's the biggest headache. So you want to mm. attract people who are similar to you. And the way that you're going to do this is by being your authentic self on social media.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, no, that's such an important message. And hopefully everybody is listening to that and actually implementing that because even from a referral standpoint, it's people there, you know, you're attracting people that like working with you. You're getting referred to people that actually like working with you as well and and get know you. It's like, it's, it's so much better than like a cold lead coming in and you don't even know how to talk to them or you don't know what their personality is like or anything like that. So, Exactly. I, think it's I can. Super I,
0: important. Yeah. I just want to add to. I have conversations with realtors sometimes. I'm like, get on video, and I've literally found realtors using my content word for word. Sometimes I say, "Yo" I in my that. video. Yeah, and it's like oh you know, it look like a person who's gonna say, "Yo," you know what I mean? So it's like What's- make sure that you're yourself and make sure that you know what you're talking about because sometimes I spit out these random numbers and it's like if you don't know how these numbers are calculated sure you might be able to get clients based off of my content but when you're with them in person are you going to be able to answer their questions because if not then everything that you're doing is sort of pointless and your credibility goes from here to down here so make sure you know what you're talking about before you post it.
2: Oh my God. I have, I have been shocked at the number of people I've come across and I've called people out for it, not me, but following yeah. other people. Like I've even seen, there's a couple of, um, I don't know if you know, Cashel Um He does yes. a lot of, yes. So I came across this guy in the States that was literally copying his exact script. And he does these like full on really funny videos. And like the entire, everything was copied. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand how people, even if they can get away with it, how they can just even live with themselves to like take somebody's original content and post it. But anyway, you're right. It it happens a lot. And, um, you know, if you come across it with somebody else, just, just call them out on it. Cause I think they're, they're getting away with it as long as they, they they get called out for it and then they'll stop probably, but, or maybe they won't, I don't know, but yeah. Exactly.
0: Mine. I've called some people out and they haven't stopped, but for me, it also it's deeper. It's like, this is who you are as a person like that might not be the person that I want to transact with like it's it's plagiarism let's be real you're plagiarizing right
1: (laughs) it's it's one thing to look at people for inspiration right and I think it's okay to be inspired by the good things people Mm. do and if it helps spark ideas more power to you but don't try to become the person because that's not who you are it does them a big disservice and it does yourself a disservice because what happens when that client sees your video and calls you and then they meet you and they're like wait a second you're nothing like Jaden <laughs> who yeah. you're pretending to be right so Exactly it's 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 frustrating that it's out there but you know there's not a monopoly on ideas but people need to stay in their lane at least of who they are in order if if you're out there on social media it's okay if you're not a complete extrovert like there's a place in the social media space for every type of person because like what you said attract the people who should be attracted to you and who you're going to work well with what good is it if you like if you make a video that starts with yo and you're someone who's never said that before and then you get someone who comes to you and they're like yo what's up and you're like uh hello yeah Uh,
0: exactly
1: right uh, so it is uh it is uh it's frustrating, is all it is. But you know what? Imitation is the best form of flattery. It means you're doing good things at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And for yeah. whatever people are doing out there, you're you're going tenfold, and you're doing you're the original. You're the one that's doing it the best right. way. So I try. Now, so so when you put content out there, I mean, you said you're doing it a little, and it's still like weekly is still frequent, but you're doing it in such a way that you can properly and preparedly put it out there.
0: Yeah. Are you?
1: Kind of preparing for yourself a concept and then just going at it or do you script yourself or does it depend on the video like how yeah. does that work
0: yeah so i i batch my content so as of right now i have enough content to get me to january of next year Amazing. so every yeah. at the beginning thank you at the beginning of every month i come up like i spend a day just coming up with ideas it's like okay common questions or something that i realized people don't know the difference between a deposit and a down payment okay perfect let uh-huh. me create a video on that. So at the beginning, it took me way longer to come up with ideas because I had yeah. no idea what to talk about. But mm-hmm. now it's like, I just have a note in my phone. Oh, I should talk about this. I should talk about this. So I yeah. set a day and then the next day, you know, I'll put my hair up, put my hair down, change my shirt, change whatever. And yeah. I'll just bang out some content. Right. So I think that I, you know, try to talk on things where it's evergreen. Like you said, I can post yeah. it whenever. Um, but for example, like the Pickering uh, City Centre that's something I needed to post it before the launch. So I'm going to record that on a day and then and then mm-hmm. post it. So, and I do just want to share. So uh, Pickering city center, for those of you who don't know, it's an awesome, you know, 55 acre master plan community uh, that we're seeing in Pickering. And I found that it was a very unique opportunity to create a video on this project, right? So I posted the video, it has almost like a hundred thousand views, okay. From that, I had over 300 emails submitted to me, like, hey, send me more information on the project. So my database literally went up by 300 people. Now, I'm not saying that we're all going to get this type of results. And I don't know if I can ever, you know, replicate that. But it's just trying to find unique opportunities to sort of capitalize on what's happening in the market to get as much information as possible. Because once again, my goal now is to capture the information from Instagram and put it in my CRM. Because once again, Mm. we just we never know. Hopefully nothing ever happens, yeah. but you just you never know. So I would say, yeah, mostly just batching makes it super easy. Cause before yeah. I was like, okay, let me record a video this day. And that's like I have to, I don't put myself together too much. And that's another thing. Some people comment on my appearance. Oh, you don't wear makeup, you're not put together enough. You sound like a man, you da-da-da-da-da. Hate is gonna come, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is the right people will sort of support you, and yeah. sometimes I'll even purposely i'm very detail oriented but sometimes i'll purposely put a typo in my video nothing important just so that the trolls would be like oh you spelled blah 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 wrong but it's like the joke's on you because you're increasing my engagement you know what i mean so just those those little things
2: that's hilarious do you ever respond to haters or you just kind of leave it alone
0: uh it it, it really depends it really yeah. depends like if it's something that's just super ridiculous I won't answer yeah. a lot of the time now my followers were like a squad it's like if someone comes awesome. to me they're all coming for you you know so I sort that's of hilarious. let them, them handle those things but it, it really depends on the comment most of the time no, yeah because no. the issue is it just it becomes it just this perpetual going. dark hole and then it's like I'm Absolutely. arguing with someone who has no type of it doesn't make sense yeah yeah
1: <laughs> I agree like an so, eight-year-old sitting in his mom's basement or yeah something. well that's yeah nice.
0: that's uh. the thing like it's never it's never katie with her real profile right it's mm-hmm. like a picture of a dog following two yeah. people no posts right it's like if you're gonna talk crap at least show me who i'm dealing with you know what right. i mean but people are these exactly. keyboard warriors so yeah. those ones is specifically i i don't care about because it's like if yeah. you can't say this being you like you're just irrelevant in my opinion
2: 100%. Yeah, no, I think that's very healthy, especially given the engagement that you're getting. It's uh, good to leave those people, let them be. Um, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So transitioning from social, as you say, you like to take people from social and obviously into your own personal network and personally and in person. Um, you do a phenomenal job as well at the networking side of things. What kinds of things? Uh, initiatives have you been doing um, that have really been giving you a lot of um, engagement and just opportunities to connect with your audience offline?
0: Mm-hmm. So it's funny because it all sort of is intertwined. So because I post educational content on social media, I have different people reaching out to me. Hey, can you come teach at my elementary school? Can you come teach at my high school? Nice. I'm doing a community event. Can you come teach here? Now I'm getting into paid speaking engagements. Who would have thought? So that's sort of another revenue stream, right? But every single thing has come From social media. So my whole thing is building generational wealth and educating people, but there's no point in educating millennials if they're gonna work hard to build all this wealth and then pass it down to their kids and the kids just, you know, don't know what Mm -hmm. to do with the money. So I'm really passionate about educating people at different age ranges. So for example, um, sports too. I go to different sports teams, teach them because a lot of people Mm -hmm. aspire or kids aspire to get scholarships. So they sort of look up to me because they're like, okay, she got a scholarship. And I emphasize the importance of financial literacy. I'll just talk about like the difference between a credit card, a debit card, like nothing too, too crazy, but then also emphasize the fact that, you know, good athletes in the States are a dime a dozen. Not only do you have to be a good athlete, you have to be a good student also, right? Um. So just, yeah, different speaking engagements like that. It's, it's really fun. And the cool thing is I might be speaking to the kids in the elementary school. Next thing you know, one of the teachers who saw my presentation knows that her sister wants to buy a house and yeah. then it sort of comes back to me, right? So, It's really amazing. I do as much as I can to really just put myself out there and educate as many people as possible because The thing is too, we have people on social media. There's just so many different avenues that you can sort of draw information from, but a lot of the time the information also is not accurate or it's fear mongering, right? So some people have all of these preconceived ideas that aren't actually based off of facts. So I do my best to sort of demystify everything and make it as easily digestible and understandable as possible. Because once again, it's sort of the domino effect. I might have a conversation with a student whose parents aren't really financially literate. They say, Hey, Jaden came to the school, had this presentation, let's hop on a call. And then it'll be like this. I'll hop on a zoom call with a kid and their parents and teach them about, you know, the importance of real estate, or maybe the parents own, they have equity on their property. They don't realize they can leverage that equity to help their kids put a down payment on a property. So it's all jumbled together. Yeah.
1: There's something really, really important in what you just said there that I think, People need to hear. There's lots that's really important. I shouldn't say one thing. There's lots Mm -hmm. of things that are important. Um, You are getting a following and you're getting engagement through positive messaging. Mm -hmm. And even though the education might have, you know, warnings and risks and things you should look out for, too many people think that the clickbaity nature of social media is rooted, like you said, in fear and in negativity Mm -hmm. and in what's going to go wrong, where Mm -hmm the messages you put out there are about, you know, financial literacy being at its core, but the opportunity that exists rather than the challenge. Mm. And that's such an important thing that I wish more people did because not only is it more fun to be positive, Mm -hmm. but you know, it resonates and it gives people a better feeling when they interact with your content. So engagement is great, but if people are engaging because they're pissed off, right? yeah. you know, yeah. like, what's your first connection with with them going to be like? It's going to be both of you saying like, "Damn government, yeah, I hate them too," nah, nah, nah. you know, yeah, instead of exactly. saying like, "Wow, I can be something more than I am, or I can make something of what I've got," and you are yeah. a person who appears to be not only knowing how to do it, but in my corner, you know, yes. and that's such a big positive message that I wish more people would take on especially in the educational sense because you're teaching people good things and making them better which ultimately I wish more people understood will make everyone better as cliche as it is so congrats like, yes. good for you for doing that because yeah. it's, really, it's, it's really admirable inspiring. and I wish more people would do that
2: yeah, no, Thank I'm even you. thinking as you're talking like about myself, like a lot of times I get tempted to talk about like the negative stuff, because you do get more engagement that way. But really, I'm getting the trolls that are like, you know, talking about bad about, you know, politics and all that, like, like, I don't want that, you know, I just yeah. want to like, you know, spread the positivity and and the opportunities that are out there and things to consider. So Yeah, hopefully everybody kind of takes note of that as they're kind of developing their own content. Because as you said, like nobody wants to be, well, some people want to be negative, but like- Yeah, yeah,
0: some people want to.
2: I mean, you just want to approach things in a positive way. And as you said, you're going to attract the people that are positive as well. You don't want the crazy- Politic haters out there that to work with you. I don't want to touch those people. Like they can find their own
0: exactly their
2: own agents. I will say
0: the the interesting thing though is sometimes when I post positive content, for example, I am a strong believer in it's in your best interest to purchase while interest rates are high if you can qualify, right? Mm. So I always start with something like somewhat controversial, you know, and I'm like, hey, interest rates are high. This is why I think it's actually a great opportunity to buy. And then that's when you get the trolls. Oh, realtors just want to make money. They always say it's the best time to buy, da, 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 right? But it's like, as long as your information makes sense, then it's good. But I just find that the more that I shed light, you don't need 20%. You can put as low as five down the haters. Oh, well talk about their monthly mortgage payments. Talk about the CMHC, you know, it's like, you're never going to satisfy everyone. Um, but then that's when I tag them. Well, you know what? Check out my other reel where I talk about the implications of only putting 5% down. Right. So that's another benefit of social media is just now, especially when I have people reaching out to me, Hey Jaden, how much down do I need for a $500,000 house? Copy the reel paste it done. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah
1: honestly think we need with every guest we ever have everyone's got their own voice for the haters like the impression voice you actually had two there you had the this one who talks like this (laughs) but then you also had that no no it's not you had the two of those going yeah we should have like a whole separate segment of just piecing together everybody's voice of the haters and what they sound like i I think it's helpful
2: i think it's helpful when you're reading the hater comments that you have it in that sort of a voice where you're making fun of them like (laughs) it's not my own voice
1: couldn't be my own voice got to be someone right? else I'm picturing yeah. what they sound like of
2: course not oh. yeah have <laughs>
1: you have you received feedback and i'll say feedback instead of cuz it wouldn't have been a hater but someone who said something that isn't completely you know supportive of what you're putting out there that's actually changed the way you do things or taught you to do things different or do you just do what you do and
0: yeah no, no. i sort of do what i do <laughs> one thing One piece of feedback that it's just, I have maximum 90 seconds. I'm only trying to provide value, 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 no fluff. Sometimes people say, Oh, you should have dove deeper in X, Y, Z. Um, but the issue that I find is that I do attract people. Like I work with um, a lot of clients from India. A lot Mm. of people who come from India, they find me on social media and I work with them. But the thing is some people, the English is their second language. So some people say that I speak a little too fast. But it's okay. like when I try to speak slower, I find that I just, I think about it too much. It doesn't come naturally, out of right? Yes, and then I run on a runway. It's like I can only record half of my reel. Um, so that's one thing. And Daniel, I just remembered you asked me if it's scripted, um, 100% scripted, 100%. So oh. what I used to do is I used to record, I would write out, I write out my reels word for word to know what I'm gonna say. And then I used to just sit and try to record it in one shot. And the issue with that is that I'd be doing great. And then my dog would come out, hit me, have to restart. I Like, you know, just something stupid happens and then you have to restart the video. Uh, So what I started to do was just short form clips. So now I have my Mm. reels written out and it's basically like, I'd say every two sentences. So like, hey guys, this is why I think now is the best time to purchase a house. You know, the average home has gone down by a hundred to 200,000 because I also spit a lot of, or I also say a lot of numbers, right? Mm. And it's like, it's hard to memorize all of those numbers. So I I have them in front of me and then I'll say, okay, so the average house in Durham is 930,000, average house in Oshawa 810. Okay, perfect. So the average house in Durham is 930,000 and the average house in Oshawa is 810, right? Because I can't memorize all of those. And I just find that when I do the short little clips, it keeps people engaged because when it's just one long clip, I found personally that I didn't get as much Engagement. So for me, it's super easy. Just set it and forget it. I write out my reels. I know exactly what I'm gonna say. I reference my two sentences. I speak to Daniel, reference my two sentences, speak to Katie, go mm. on Instagram, literally just upload all of the videos in the reel section. Instagram has an auto-caption section, let it auto caption, save to drafts, post whenever I want to. Mm. That's my process.
2: That's awesome. And how long? Do, okay, so you said you have enough content f- until January. So, what does that actually yeah. mean in terms of videos? Like, what do you got? Banked? Yeah, so
0: a video a week, so probably so like thirty-ish okay. videos. 30-ish, okay. ready to go.
2: Wow. And yeah. you said weekly, so you're you're scripting out. Sorry, you're you're doing content monthly. So you're scripting out like four four or so, or yeah, okay. Yeah, right. it really it's just doable. depends
0: on how many ideas I have. Right, like if I notice yeah. a trend in the market, I'm gonna. You know, record that video and then sort of post it earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's mostly just batching the content, and I would say that's—I definitely recommend that for people. And once again, as you start to familiarize yourself with the industry, the ins and outs, creating the content is going to be way easier. Because when I first started and I was, you know, drafting four reels, you guys, it probably took me four hours to come up with four ideas. You know what I mean? Because it's like I don't even know. I don't even know if these are questions people actually ask because I don't have enough knowledge on, you know, the industry, but now it's literally like I could sit down within four hours. I have my four or five real ideas and I can record it and I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Editing my videos might take max 10 minutes and I'm, I'm good to go per video, per right. video. For a video
1: no that, that's awesome though because you said I mean you've laid out the blueprint so if anybody yeah. wasn't listening rewind about five minutes she just told you how <laughs> you take like four or five clips you piece them together you auto caption the thing and that's it like it's mm-hmm. it's it's really not rocket science and I say that at the same time as you're doing it awesome it is it is in a lot of ways it's an art that people need to do a lot of before they can nail it and no one's going from zero to twenty thousand followers overnight but the Mm -hmm. consistency and the consistent feel of it. Like if someone goes to your Instagram page right now and they see that grid virtually every, I mean, with the exception of, I know you've got an event coming up September 29th. Yeah,
0: I know. Yes. That was a little
1: mini mini plug, mini plug right there.
0: Thank you. Yes. Yes. It's more than a sale conference. If you guys are trying to Mm. check it out, it's, it's going to be good. Daniel G, Ron, Sally, Huda Alvi, a lot of people we're going to present. So, and once again, where did that come from? social media, they saw my content, they reached out, they wanted to, to work with me. So
1: that's yeah, amazing. awesome. So yeah. you mentioned a couple times that we know Instagram may not it may, but it may not be around three, five, 10 years from now. And you've built a pretty hefty stable of database and clients that's growing by the day. What is your you know, five, 10 year vision for how you're going to be doing business is your hope that you're working purely off the referral network. Then you've mentioned TikTok doesn't do it like new technologies. Maybe don't do it. Same thing with me. The one TikTok video I did, I tried to do a handstand on a wall and I broke my head. It's very embarrassing. Oh my God. The only TikTok video I've ever done and I'll never return. And that's not a plug to go. I don't even know if I have an account (laughs) anymore, so don't follow me there or anything, but Knowing that maybe new technology may or may not be where you're headed, what's the goal for you post Instagram if Instagram fizzles out?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. So definitely referral business. And the thing is, I'm just realizing like I need to get in front of more people because sometimes I see realtors I had, and this is a big issue that I need to work on too, is like my follow-up with my Instagram leads. Before I would just take a, I might get like a lead a day, let's say, and I'll take a screenshot and then I put it in a note. And I never actually ever referenced that note. So then at the beginning of the year, I was like, let me go through this note, seven transactions I missed because I didn't follow up with those people. And I'm like, yeah. that's seven transactions that people reach out to me saying, oh, I have a pre-approval. I want to get pre-approved. I have a house to sell. And I just didn't follow up. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, my main focus is following up with all of the leads uh, consistently, but then also one of the people i was like okay so why did you decide to use the realtor and they were like well they knocked on my door they told me what they think the value of my house is and we just felt you know what they did so much work we have to list our property with them and i was like huh. is it really that easy like i don't know so now i'm gonna start door knocking too so i plan <laughs> on having a business outside of social media referral business but also i'm not saying by any means i i I don't know the future holds, but I like the Ryan hand model. Okay. He has a team. He also, people have asked me to teach them about social media. Maybe I start having social media uh, courses. And then also I am Mm. doing quite a bit of public speaking, the public speaking route too. So I do foresee myself sort of creating a team. I love transacting. I love hanging out with people's children, looking at houses, playing hide and seek all of that stuff. So I don't foresee myself ever really leaving that part of the business, but I foresee myself um, delegating a lot of it, especially because I want to make sure that all of my leads are are handled accordingly. Uh, but then also branching off and maybe teaching about social media, or at least having a course, uh, and then also doing a lot more public engagements. Because I realize I might go speak in front of between you know ten to two hundred people. That's you know twenty to four hundred eyes that are on me, seeing the way I present myself, the knowledge that I have, and that's also been another source of getting business. So. Those are like my three main focuses, I would say for the future.
2: It's amazing. So smart. And I think you're going to do so much with the public speaking side of things. Like, as you said, like, that's just your opportunity to get in front of so many other people and really impact their lives as well, which is the most important. Yeah, no, I I think this is a great plan. Uh, Do you have an assistant right now helping you kind of get you through? (sighs)
0: The so I don't follow up. Okay. I, I don't. Um, and that's something that I'm sort of working on. I'm yeah. very lucky in the sense that like my mom has supported me like ever since I was a baby, she's my biggest fan. So it's uh-huh. like, if I need a lockbox on a house, she's putting the lockbox on. If I need a rider, she's doing that. So she takes care of a lot of the smaller things for me. Um, yeah. I'm also, I'm also considering getting an ISA. So like an yeah. inside, you know, sales agent, having people mm-hmm. called, there's someone who also really believes in my business, who when I grow, I know she's going to be my manager. Um, So I think that, you know, warming her up, having her do a few calls, seeing how she interacts with everyone, seeing the business that we can, you know, garner would be good. So that's sort of where I'm at right now is leveraging my mom and my future manager and sort of seeing what we can come up with and then going from there. But that's, that's my biggest pain point. And I would just recommend to all new realtors, like From the beginning don't be lazy with your database when you're having conversations with people put the notes in the database continue to follow up if you have a crm that does like the automatic drip campaigns or whatever just do whatever you can to stay top of mind because i just think oh yeah social media people are seeing but a lot of the business that i lost is actually people who don't have instagram right Mm -hmm. and i'm just focused on oh follow up with my Instagram people, which I wasn't, because I had it in the note anyways. But then there's all of these other people in my CRM that I didn't touch base with that I know 100% would have transacted with me if I had continued to engage with them, right? So that's sort of where I'm at.
2: Yeah, no, I think, you know, and I think everybody gets to that point, you don't really realize it until you get to the point where you're like, oh, shoot, I'm losing business as a result. But Um, it happens to everybody. But I I definitely see even like a virtual assistant to take your DMs and like put them in your CRM and then remind you at least like you've got like a system happening there as well, which would be really helpful. But you've got, you know, you've obviously got your eye on uh, the plan. So that's, that's the most important. So yeah, awesome.
1: So, okay. I don't even know if we've mentioned this yet, but where are people following you? Yeah, Like, can you give all your handles? I know Instagram's the most important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everything's Jaden Kennedy real estate. That's another thing, guys. You want to stay consistent with your mm-hmm. brand. Jaden mm-hmm. Kennedy real estate on everything. Because if I'm Jaden Kennedy, the realtor, one want Jaden Kennedy. It's going to be harder for you people to find you. Right. And I want to touch people on as many platforms as possible. Um, and then also Jaden Kennedy real estate on Google. You guys got to get a Google profile set up, especially as a new realtor. We need to build credibility. So after every transaction, I am. Finding my clients, if I have to knock on their door and ask for a Google review, that's what I'm going to do because <laughs> I need to make sure that when people search me, I have a decent amount of Google reviews, especially because some you know, established realtors, they might not necessarily feel like they need Google reviews, but like I might also try to leverage that. Like, hey, they have 10 Google five-star yeah. reviews and I have 50 whatever, right? So mm-hmm. definitely using Google also to to build credibility is very important. And then the search engine optimization and all of that stuff, like just make sure mm-hmm. you're good with, with Google. Cause they're going to favor you when everything else sort of comes into play.
1: Totally. Well, that, that and that's, we talk so much about, you know, targeting your audience and all that. And you've got an interesting approach because you're not, you're not like a necessarily community farming, like 1500 homes. You're going, you're casting a wide net, but it's targeted because you're going where your people are. Like you understand who you're going to work with and you're finding them and giving them the opportunity to find you instead of sending out. And if you do, I guess I'm totally wrong, but I doubt you send out 50,000 flyers to the neighborhood. Like, or do you, you also do that? No, no. no okay. You I don't. Okay. No,
0: no. I, so I tried that. I tried that. And then when I saw the price tag associated with it in the mm. ROI, I was like, the yeah. math is not math in here. I would oh, rather, post a video, have it reach, say, 40,000 people, have someone maybe, and this happened to me. I was considering farming an area because my client bought in that area. Next thing you know, I got a call from someone who lives in that area. It's like a $1.25 million house. Hey, I'm thinking of selling my property. Can you come to my house? Instagram, right? So I'm a little biased, uh, but I just find the ROI monetarily and on my time. How long does it take me to hit 100 people knocking on doors and actually hit them. Yeah. With social media, it's a 100%, right? Because they're seeing my content. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very biased. But at the same time, I do realize social media might not necessarily be for everyone, right? So you have to stick with whatever you're comfortable with. I know some people who do cold calling, some people who do door knocking, but I just find social media works with me and your reach. There's no other platform where you can reach as many people as you can um, mm-hmm. with social media.
2: Yeah, no, just find what you enjoy doing. And obviously you do an amazing job at Instagram. So it's important to stick with it and stay focused. That's the other thing. You don't want to be delving into all of these other avenues when you're you know, obviously doing so well on this platform. So that's awesome. We're so thank happy to see you grow. It's amazing. Thank
0: you. And yeah, I just want to say too, like consistency, right? Because I had a yeah. point where I probably had like five or six buyers hit me up within a month. And I was like, Oh my gosh, so much business. But being honest right now in the past, like two, three months, I've only had two legitimate buyers and so many people asking me questions. Right. So I've also outsourced like my mortgage partner. Now I tell him, like we have a system in place. If someone's like, Hey, I'm interested in buying a house. I say, okay, what's your, you know, potential budget? How much money do you have saved? What's your income? Based off of that, if everything aligns, I know, okay, you know what, let me do a consult. If it doesn't make sense. I say, you know what, Here's my mortgage partner. converse with him, and then go from there. So I'll give the link. They book like a Zoom call with him. He'll give me a summary of the call, and then we'll sort of mm-hmm. go from there. Because at the beginning, I was able to do a Zoom call with everyone. But now, I'm, if I did a yeah. Zoom call with everyone, like I wouldn't have time for my reels and to sleep and to eat, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm, I did outsource that. So that's one good good thing I did.
1: And and you, awesome. You've got, you've got such a big database that the business you're doing is actually pretty good indicator of the market. So the two buyers in the last month is probably the only two buyers that there have been in all of Toronto in the last month. So oh, no. you're doing pretty, you're doing pretty well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank uh,
1: you. S- sidebar too. And we noticed this before we came on that if I'm on your Linktree page, it actually turns my face purple i'm looking at your linktree page right now it's got a oh serious pur- it's got a purple vibe to it that if people want like an auto filter just go to go to jaden's linktree and get some purple on your face and it'll hook you up there you that, go. that is now, awesome yeah. but uh, that's
0: funny and linktree that's another thing too you guys if you have a bunch of different platforms that you're on create a link tree. It'll yeah. bring one link on your profile. You click it. It'll bring you to Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter events that you're doing so that it's a one-stop shop for everyone. Yeah. And if That's you free. want to be me, you can make people purple and it's great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can I mean, I guess hits, you can, choose your yeah, color.
2: you can, you can customize it a bit, but you, the free one's amazing. So why would yeah. you even bother? Yeah. But, uh, awesome. All right. So everybody go follow, follow Jade and Kennedy, real estate on Instagram and all the other platforms and uh, yeah, see what she's up to, get inspired by all of the content she's creating. And thank you, Jaden, it was such yep, a pleasure to talk to you.
1: Don't rip it off, don't,
2: though. don't, get not inspired. Word for word.
0: inspired, not word for don't word. Be,
1: we're, we're watching for your copy, or we're gonna stuff.
0: come for you. Yes, all of us are coming for you. Now you have three of us, it's not just That's me right. That's right This, this
1: army is growing, it's growing.
0: Uh, no, no, like, okay, sorry, one last thing. I'm just looking
2: at your Instagram, it's 76 posts just 76 and eight over 19,000 followers. Like that's insane. Like most people have like, it's almost like one for one post for followers, but like you're, it's obvious that you're putting out amazing weekly consistent content, but it's valuable and it's not, you're not killing yourself doing it daily. So let's all take a page out of Jaden's book and- just crush it on Instagram. So great. I just
0: want to add to the reason why my engagement is so high because number one, like, of course I'm meeting a lot of people in person, but for the people I don't meet in person, like I engage, like when you have people commenting on your post, make sure that you comment back and don't just comment something like a thumbs up, like make it something meaningful. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate you just Mm -hmm. something more personable. And I find that, um, I have like the same group of people who sort of engage with my content, always share. And then there's always sort of new people joining in. But if you're not acknowledging, you know, the fact that they're supporting you and showing appreciation, you might not continue to get that engagement. So it's very important to also interact and interact with their posts too. Like if Katie posts a picture in her nice green blazer, like tell Katie, your blazer is nice. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, niceness that could be passed around in the world make someone feel better. And you never know. You know, it's all. Everything gets reciprocated. It all comes back.
2: Percent. Amazing. So much wisdom dropped in this episode. Thank you so much, Jaden. We appreciate all of your time. And uh, yeah, we will. We'll chat. I'm um, for sure on Instagram, but hopefully, we have a chance to meet you soon in person. That would be great.
1: For a volleyball so, lesson with our daughter, I think that, uh, that would be uh that would exactly. be
0: huge. Yes, a hundred percent. I'd be more than happy to. <laughs> awesome. We'll have a great day.